That's it. Let's give that unto the Lord right now for what he's already done. But I think we ought to praise him in advance for what he's about to. I said, anybody got something deep down in their spirit that they just can't contain? Do they got a praise in their heart? My God, if you need something, the Holy Ghost is moving right now. If you need something, all you got to do is reach out and get it. Praise Look at your neighbor say he's here. It was a little bit cold when I got out of the truck. But brother, I ain't cold right now. I bet you anybody up here in this front been running and shouting, I can tell you, I bet you can tell me you ain't cold right now. Ain't that right, brother? Because Holy Ghost fire's burning. I said there's a Holy Ghost fire burning. And if you're cold right now, I'm telling you, if you'll step out of the aisle, you'll catch on fire. I wish somebody would catch on fire right now. Praise. Y'all gonna have to excuse me. Praise God. It's good to be back here tonight. Thankful for all that the Lord did last night. Do want to give honor to the pastor, the bishop, their wives tonight. Could you give them a hand clap? I want you to give yourself a hand clap now. Amen for showing up. We couldn't have church without you. I mean that. I give honor to you tonight for making your way out here. I pray today that God would richly bless you before we leave. If you've had a part in this tent revival work and putting things together, would you just lift your hand? Now, if your hand's not lifted right now, I want you to give these folks a hand clap making all this possible praise God let's just lift our hands for a minute could we talk to him let's hear lift your voice right now Rosinkayandorobokoyo that's it, just continue to pray. That's it, pray right now. Come on, we're not going to move out of this. That's all right. We ain't in a hurry.
Kilo Boro Kite Masandaya Le Borekito Mosandaya Ereconda Yoto Mondaya Book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 20. Book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 20 through 22. Me and Sister Miller had been married about three months. And we had some bills coming up. And we had more bills than we had money. Anybody ever been there? Amen. I'm glad there's some real people in here. Tell the truth. We had more bills than we had money, and we were sitting at the kitchen table, and we were talking about how we was going to pay these bills. And the spirit of prophecy came on me, and I prophesied to my wife that God said there was an increase coming. And when it come, it was coming in $100 bills. So we walked away from the table. We was pretty excited that God had spoke to us. And the next day, she was waiting tables at the time. And I was at home. I was reading my Bible. And I heard a knock on my front door. And it was the middle of the day. I wasn't expecting anybody. And I got up and when I answered the door, there was a big man standing there. He was he was big as your pastor, maybe an inch shorter heavier set guy and when I opened the door he said Philip he said I don't want you to think I'm crazy he said but the Lord told me to bring this to you and I thought to myself well I don't think you're crazy at all the Lord told me you was coming I just didn't know when and he handed me a white envelope and when he did I just wrapped him up and I was boo-hooing my head was about in his belly button and I was just woo I was just a crying and we cried for about 10 minutes and he left and I was trying to be a gentleman I didn't want to open the envelope in front of him but I was wanting to know how much was in there and when he got in his truck I opened up that wide envelope and there was three thousand dollars in hundred dollar bills amen so the the following month I'm a pretty private person I don't tell anybody my business and I don't want to know anybody's business unless God tells me, get yourself in trouble knowing too much. So I hadn't spoke to anybody about our situation, and another man come to my door a month after, and he knocked on the door. He knocked, and I opened the door up, and he handed me a white envelope. He drove off, and it was $1,000 and $100 bills. So for four months after the $3,000 showed up to the front door like clockwork, $1,000 showed up to the front door. And all I had to do to receive what I needed was get up and answer the door. 
I hear a knock in my spirit right now, and I know a lot of you feel it. And you came tonight, and you need an answer. And I want to encourage you that when your faith gets to a level to receive what it is that you need, if you'll just move. You don't have to wait on me to get through preaching. You don't have to wait on me to, to try to call you out. You don't have to wait on me to call you to the altar. If you'll just move. Whenever your faith gets to a place to receive what you need. You're going to get what you've been asking God for. Revelation 3 and 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Jesus said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He said, I stand at the door and knock. And I want to preach to you from this title for a minute, The Answers at the Door. The Answers at the Door. Let's lift our hands. Lord, we love you. I thank you for your word tonight that's forever settled in heaven. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that I feel right now. God, I speak it upon every heart and every mind. God, that they would receive your word with faith. God, that it would help them. God, that it would increase them and encourage them before they leave. I pray your anointing upon me. God, that you would bring things to my remembrance that I would say only what you won't say it and nothing more. I release the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation that your body would be edified and encouraged before we leave tonight. Confirm your word in the name of Jesus Christ. Could we clap our hands to the Lord one more time? Amen. You may be seated tonight in Jesus' name. The answer's at the door. Jesus declared in John 10 and verse 9, He said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. By definition tonight, a door is a passage or an opening. It's a portal that can take you from one setting into the next. It's a place of access tonight, but it's also an exit. So that tells me that with one step, I can step out of where I've been. I can step out of the old. I can step out of the place of defeat. And I can step in back in to where God desires for me to be. A sinner lost without God tonight can step out of a life full of pain and heartache into a life of joy and fulfillment. A saint can go from a place of lack and defeat into a place of victory and abundance. But all you got to do tonight, friend, is have enough faith to get up and answer the door. Jesus Christ is the point of access by which you receive what is available in the heavenly realm. The man, Christ Jesus, is the door. 1 Timothy 2 and 5 says there is one God and one mediator between God and men. The man, the man, the man, Christ Jesus. Romans 5 and 2 says, By whom also you have access by faith into this grace wherein you stand and rejoice in the hope 
or the glory of God. The only way that you obtain anything from heaven tonight is when you put your faith in that he's the Is that when you put your faith in the right direction when you begin to believe that he has what you need and that what you came looking for is available for you tonight not tomorrow not tomorrow night but i'm telling you what you need right now is available if you got enough faith to get up and answer the door there's your neighbor said you got to have faith James 1 and 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth all men liberally, and it braideth not. He said, It shall be given him. But brother, he said, But let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. He said, Let not that man think he shall receive anything from God said a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Verse 17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights in whom is no veilness, neither shadow of turning. So James tells us very, very clear tonight that it's not only wisdom that you cannot receive without faith. James said you can't receive anything without faith. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, Without faith it's impossible to please him. He that cometh unto him must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. He said, If you'll seek him in faith, he'll reward you. If you'll seek him in faith, the answer is going to be given to you. Jesus said in Matthew 21 and 22, All thanks. Look at your neighbor and say, All thanks. Whatsoever you desire in prayer, believe it. It's one thing to have a desire, but it's another thing that you believe that your God is going to give you your desire. You've got to ask in prayer, believing that the answer is available for you. Come on, you've got to believe God for right now. You've got to believe God for this very moment. I'm telling you, the answer's here tonight. The answer's here. book of Acts chapter 12 King Herod Agrippa grandson of Herod the Great man who ordered all the slaughter of the young boys at the time of Jesus' birth just beheaded the apostle James the brother of John the Bible says when he saw how it pleased the Jews that he proceeded further to take Peter also and when he apprehended him he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. It says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made. Look at your neighbor and say, prayer was made. I believe that I'm standing in the midst of a praying church. That's why we feel what we feel. That's why the Holy Ghost is moving like it's been moving. I'm telling you, when you've been praying for revival, revival is here right now. Your answer is here right now. I'm telling you, don't wait. You've been praying for revival in your life. The answer's here right now. You've been feeling dead, broke, busted, and disgusted. What you need is here right now. It's the will of God to give you revival. Prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. 
I'm going to tell you what the, what the church was praying. The church was praying the will of God over Peter's life. Peter had a word. Jesus spoke to him in John chapter 21, verse 18. He said, when thou art young, thou gird thyself and carry walk where thou wouldest. He said, but when thou art old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands and another shall gird thee and carry thee where thou wouldest not. Peter was to die as an old man. It wasn't God's will for Peter to die in the prison. Now I'm not saying it wasn't God's will for him to be sitting there. But I am going to tell you one thing tonight, friend. It was not God's will for him to die in that place where he was at. And when the church started praying, God started moving. And angels started being commissioned into Peter's situation. Oh, somebody got to believe the report of the Lord right now. Somebody got to believe the word that's going out. That you've been praying the will of God. Angels have begun to move. Psalm 103 and 20 says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. We was in a revival in Oklahoma and I went to get my hair cut on the weekday. I sit down in this lady's barber shop and when I walked in the front door, brother, I could feel the presence of God. I walked in and I sat down in that chair and as I sit down, the Lord began to show me things about this lady's business and what he intended to do with it, what he desired to do. And she'd put God right there directly in the middle of it. Now she didn't, she wasn't living and walking in truth, but she was faithful to what she knew. And because she was faithful to what she knew, God sent a messenger to her. They was meeting every morning at that barbershop and they was praying, they was touching God. And when I walked in, God began to reveal things. God was just to increase her business. I left that day and a week later I went back and got my hair cut. The Lord showed me the same thing so I thought, well, I better tell her. And I began to tell her what the Lord had showed me and she said, just a couple of days ago, me and my husband, we was walking through a building. and I said, well, I believe it's God's intention to give it to you. You've put him right here in the middle of it. You keep him in the middle of it, it'll keep expanding. That built her faith. She said, Brother Miller, well, we've heard you were down there preaching and, and we, we want to know if you'll give us a Bible study. Me and my husband, she said, we've been seeking the Holy Ghost for about 10 years. We've been wanting the Holy Ghost for 10 years. I ain't never got it. I said, well, I believe y'all come to Bible study. God will fill y'all with the Holy Ghost. So we sit down that following Saturday night. We got over to the youth center. We began to have Bible study for about two hours. Because she had told me before I left the barbershop that day, she said, Brother Miller, she said, I'm real confused. She said, I don't know who I need to pray to. She said, I don't know if I need to pray to the Father. I don't, need to, I don't know if I need to pray to Jesus. I don't know if I need to pray to the Holy Ghost. I said, well, I think we can get that all cleared up for you. I think God's going to show you who it is that you need to pray to. We just sit down and have Bible study. So we went to having Bible study on the oneness of God and my tongues is the evidence of the Holy Ghost. We had Bible study for about two hours and boy, my faith was built. I was ready to lay hands on them. Brother Vasquez, I thought it was time for them to get the Holy Ghost. 
And the Lord spoke to me and said, no, you email them the Bible studies. You tell them to come back next week. And I'll fill them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I said, okay. You're the boss. So I told them what the Lord told me. And I emailed them the Bible studies. And next Saturday, they came back to the youth center. Me and Sister Miller have been there praying for about 30 or 40 minutes. They stepped into an atmosphere, brother, and it wasn't 10 minutes, and that woman received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, evidence speaking in tongues. That's right. We ought to be excited about that. That's the greatest miracle on this side of eternity is when somebody gets filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you tonight, you might be at this place and you might be desiring the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, if you repent of your sins, get water baptized in Jesus' name. The promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. But you gotta have faith that he's willing to fill you tonight. If you got faith that he will, Brother Mike, he'll do it, won't he? My brother right here got a testimony. I got to ride with him today, hear a little bit about it. So powerful what God can do when an individual submits themselves to him. But when we was in that prayer meeting, I walked by and her husband was a big police officer. And I'm just a little old run. And I walked by him, Brother Mike, and when I did, I laid my hand on his shoulder. And I quoted Psalm 34 and 7. I said, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth him. And whenever I spoke that scripture, his cop cruiser was sitting outside and I seen an angel get in the back seat. And the Lord spoke to me two days. I thought, well, I don't know what that means. So we sit down and we was talking after Bible studying. I said, brother, I said, when I laid my hand on you, the Lord showed me something and he spoke to me two days. I said, I don't know if it's two days prior or two days coming. I said, but something's going to happen. And it ain't good. And he looked at me, his eyes was real big. And he looked at his wife and said, you tell that man something. She said, I didn't tell him nothing. I said, brother, I said, when I laid my hand on you, I said, I seen an angel get in the back of your cop car. He said, brother Miller, he said, two days ago, I was sitting on the side of the interstate. He said, and there was two cop cars that had this vehicle pulled over. He said, I got out of my cop car. I walked in between the other two cop cars. And as soon as I got to the other side, a vehicle come barreling down the interstate, hit the back side of my cop car. He said, and if I would have been on the inside or I'd have been in between them, he said, I wouldn't be sitting right here right now. I said, well, I got good news for you then, brother. I said, the same angel that was riding with you two days ago is the same angel. Oh, somebody got to hear me right now. Is the same angel that just got in the back seat of that brand new cop cruiser. What are you trying to tell me? I'm telling you that you can have confidence when you begin to pray the will of God. When you begin to declare the will of God that angels are going to begin to move into your situation. You might be bound up, shackled up, chained up and bruised up, but it ain't God's will for you to leave here tonight the same way that you came for the way the Spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. There's liberty. There's liberty. 
It's moving right now. There's freedom here. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. Send me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive in the opening of prison to them that are bound, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift your hands all across this place right now. That's it. That's it. Come on, pray. Come on. There's an angel of deliverance moving through here right now. Come on. If you're bound up right now, you don't have any excuse to be in that same position when you walk back to your vehicle here in a little bit. Angels have moved. This church has been praying that there would be deliverance whenever these services took place. And I'm telling you that it's here right now. That's it, sister. Come on, I break off every shackle. Lift your hands. Kite robosata yanda That's it, you're not leaving out of here bound up tonight. You're leaving out of here set free by the blood of the Lamb. Kila borokotomosataya. Come on, there's others right now. I'm telling you, if you'll just get up and walk out. See, it wasn't God's will for Peter to be there. But if Peter wouldn't have got up and walked out the door, he'd have died right there where he was at. Peter would have died right there where he was. It wasn't the will of God. But when the church began to pray, angels began to move. Where's my brother at that plays the piano? I need you, brother. Everybody lift your hands right now. I got plenty of word to preach. God's doing something right now. That's it. Everybody praying all across this house. Come on, if you're tired of being where you're at, just get up and walk out. That's it, sister.
That's it, lift your voice. That's it, there's virtue flowing right now. Sister, them problems that you've had right there, not going to be there anymore. That's healing that's moving. If you just lay your hand on your neighbor, that's right. That's it. That's right. Come on, you might have came here in a prison, but you don't have to leave out of here in one. You might have came in here discouraged tonight, but you don't have to leave out of here discouraged. You can leave encouraged in the Lord and in the power of His might. That's it. He kept the robo satayande. Yeah. 